Uh, yesterday we were driving home four o'clock in the afternoon. It gets pretty dark already. And uh, you know the intersection by H2O and Laqueen? So Katie and I were, she's gone already. We were stopped. We were waiting for the light to, to change. It's red light. And it's pretty dark and it was raining pretty good. And then all of a sudden the light changed green and no one moves. Kid you not, man. There had to be 60 ducks going right through the middle of the intersection. And it was at a standstill. And, and I don't know what you call 60 ducks. Is it a pack? Is it a herd? I don't know. But, but there's a beautiful little green... What would it, does someone know? A pack of a gang? You're wrong. You're making it up. I'm not buying it. But there's this green space right by the show. It's this beautiful, like, green space. But the ducks wanted to go to the condos and eat off the grass right there. And everybody had to wait. And I kid you not. I'm like, God, is, is this, the, are you just being funny right now? Because our whole message is waiting. And uh, I want to thank the kids at KCS. They're four wonderful girls, Jewel, Grace, Katie, and Ava. So they made these letters here. And, um, and obviously our theme today is, is, is waiting. Now, as you guys know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a visual learner. If you ask me to read something, I'll read it. I can't tell you anything after I'm done reading it. It's really strange. Anyways, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write some stuff down because it helps me and, and maybe it might help somebody else. Um, I want to break this into two categories. Okay, so wait. So there's the known. And there's the unknown. And I'll unpack that here. And if I spell anything wrong throughout the day, just let me know. You can yell at me. It wouldn't be the first time. Hey, so the known, we're talking about there's a date coming. So the obvious is Christmas. We know it's coming. We're waiting for it. Maybe there's a birthday coming. Maybe there's an anniversary coming. Maybe there's, maybe there's a... A medical surgery coming. You know it's coming. You're waiting for it. It's going to happen. But I want to focus on this one today. And I want to talk about the unknown. And specifically, we're at church. I want to talk, talk about our prayers. And how and when they get answered. And, and that's the part I want to talk about. Because I know there's probably a lot of people right now, right here, they're waiting on prayers to be answered. I know our churches are waiting on prayers to be answered. Maybe in your life. I met a guy, Tim Hortons, the other day, and he told me he was, he was just diagnosed with cancer, and he's battling cancer. And I can guarantee you that guy is in deep prayer. I know there's people here praying for their children for a variety of reasons, and we're waiting on prayers for our kids. I know that there's marriages in our city, and people are, are praying for their marriage. A couple weeks ago, I was in Edmonton, and I was sharing at a church there, and I met a lady, and she said, I've been praying for my husband to surrender for years. And I'm talking about surrendering to Jesus, and he won't do it. He thinks he's got to be this big, tough guy, and he can't do it. Little does he know that that takes the greatest strength of all in a man and a woman. And so I'm talking about those prayers. You're just not sure when or how they're going to be answered. I want to answer two questions today. Number one, I want to try to anyways. Why is it so hard? 
And number two, what does the Bible say? Okay. Now, I only get an hour and a half for this, so <laughs> some guy just said, shoot, I'm out of here. Um, literally, we get about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So what I want to do is I just want to give you some stuff to think about. And then when you go home and you're talking to your kids, talking to your friends, you're talking to your spouse, share, share your story. Share what's hard. Share why this is challenging. Share what you're hearing from God. And then just watch where it goes, because this is a cool conversation to wait. Um, to put this into context, I want to share a story that, that, that I just went through recently. About four months ago, I got, I got really frustrated with God. And it sounds strange to say. Um, and it's especially strange to say that at church. And it's especially strange for the guy who's sharing the, the message to say that. Because I think that's not, not normal, but I don't care. I'm, I'm just a guy. Just like everybody else, I'm just trying to follow Jesus. But it gets really hard sometimes. And what happened was, I'd been praying for about three, four years over a specific aspect in my life. And I wasn't hearing from God. I was, I was getting... I was getting really frustrated. And um, I would talk to two very special people in my life, and I'd share with them about what's going on. And they nodded and they smiled, but what can they really say? This was between me and God. And, and the problem was that God wasn't answering my prayer the way I wanted in the time I wanted. That's the bottom line. And what happened was, I want to give you guys a visual here. This is This is... This is really as, as straightforward as I can be, but this is what I experienced. So I had that, I had that spark of doubt in my heart. And that doubt meaning, hey, does God even hear my prayers? Like, Jeff, does this one even matter? This one's probably not important. I don't hear anything. I don't feel anything. I don't sense anything. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe this is a waste of time. And I genuinely thought that. Isn't that sad? Because, like, I love Jesus. Like, you guys know that. I'm, I got a lot, of, a lot of work for him to do in my life, but I love that guy. But there was that, there was that spark of doubt. And I kid you not, I've heard this a million times, but I experienced it. I experienced the enemy fan it. And what happened was the enemy's like, whoa, boys, <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's got the spark of doubt. And they took out the fan and the enemy started doing this. And then the enemy put a little log on it, and he's like, whoa, let's see what we can get going here. And he said, hey, Jeff, Jeff, you should be frustrated. Man, you should be frustrated. That's not right, man. You've been praying. You've been reading your Bible. You've been having quiet time. And then what happened is the spark caught, and it went, whew. You know that sound when a fire catches? Not happened to me. And then the enemy, man, he just loves that stuff. And he's like, you know, Jeff... This is, this is like a, a lot of, I'm sorry if I'm generalizing, but a lot of men, like, I'll do this on my own. And then what happened was, you know how they built that fire so the air can get up, a little teepee style. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to Sirius XM. I'm not going to go to the message. I'm going to listen to some rock and roll today. 
So I went to the classic rock station. All of a sudden, I wasn't singing in my car. <laughs> and then the fire grew. And I kid you not, I was praying at dinner one night. And I realized I was just saying words. Have you ever been there? All of a sudden, you realize, you're like, whew. Did someone say yeah over there? Yeah. Was that suit? Oscar, Oscar's two, and he was like, yeah, Oscar, I love you, man, because I need a friend right now. <laughs> oh, man, I love kids. They are my, they are my, they are my crib tonight. Um, and so I realized, you guys, I was, I was praying over dinner, and I was like, I'm just saying words. That's all they were. I knew it. They were empty words, and it freaked me out. And the reason it freaked me out so much is, A, I'm like, man, this God who loves us so much, and I love him so much, I'm like, where did it go wrong? And, and then I have to ask myself the question, Jeff, when did you turn your back on him? Because that's the reality, right? And, and it freaked me out. I'll tell you why it really freaked me out was because... I have no idea what kind of dad I'd be without Jesus Christ. I have no idea what kind of husband I would be without Jesus Christ. I don't even know what kind of friend I'd be. Like, like those are some harsh realities that, that I had to ask myself. Have you ever, I'm sure you've heard about the expression, sometimes you got to take one step back and then you take three forward. And, um, and that's what happened. I was watching, and God will meet you in the best places. I'm watching this movie. Have you guys ever, ever watched the movie Moneyball? And if you haven't, it's a true story about the Oakland Athletics. About 10 years ago, or 15, whatever it was, um, they don't have enough money to pay their players, and the Yankees are getting all the players. And the general manager is played by Brad Pitt. He's like, what am I going to do? We're losing all our players. He's getting frustrated. He comes across this 25-year-old Yale graduate who's brilliant. And the Yale graduate, the kid, tells this GM, who's like a legendary baseball player, he says, I think you're doing it all wrong. I'm like, that was some serious courage. And, and Brad Pitt, the GM, says, yeah, what do you think? He thinks, I think you should pick your team based on these statistics. It's called on-base percentage. Brad Pitt's like, I got, I, I got no other choice. I can't pay these players. The Yankees are taking them. The Red Sox are taking them. They're losing all their players. And then what happens is the season starts to blow up. The Oakland A's are 7-17. Seven and 17. They're terrible. And Brad Pitt calls this Yale graduate in the office, and he's like, I'm trading this guy, and I'm trading this guy, and I'm getting rid of this guy. And the Yale graduate's sitting there, he's like, are you sure? Do you think we should be doing this? Maybe we should slow down. You're emotional. And it's like, it's a heated moment. And Brad Pitt looks at this kid and he says, young adult, whatever. He says, he says, do you really believe in this? And I'm just like watching this movie and I'm like, I love this stuff. And then, and then the, the you know, graduate, true story. Can you imagine being that kid? And he's like, he's like, what did I get myself into? Why am I here? This is serious. This is Major League Baseball. This is the Oakland A's. And the kid says, he's like, the young man says, he says, I do. And Brad Pitt looked at him and said, then I'm going all in. And I was like, boom. I'm like, Jeff, you're not even, you're not even close to all in. 
And it was that moment, I kid you not, sitting on my couch watching this movie, I said, I said, Jesus, I miss you. It was like, it was like just the, the biggest, saddest moment in my faith. I'm like, Jesus, I miss you, man. I miss you. And I tell you what, ever since that moment, I, I never, I never want to experience that again. And my prayers, they, they mean more to me now than they ever have. And I think sometimes, just like you would with your children, your children are running and you're like, you can't hold their hand all the time. They're going to wipe out. They're going to fall. You got to let them do it. And I think that's kind of what happened to me. I skinned my knees and God was right there to pick me up and say, Jeff, come back to me. And he wrapped his arms around me and I've never been closer to God. You know, you think you're like, I got a great relationship with God. Things are going great. But you have no idea how great it can be. So why is it so hard? And, uh, and there's a scripture I'm going to read to you guys. And it all comes down to this. It's, it's, really, it's really one word. And I bet you guys know this, but maybe you need to be reminded just like I needed to be. It's Proverbs 3, 5. You got to trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And I get it. This is hard. And, and I think, you know, if we look at that, that's like a muscle. And sometimes we've got to exercise. But if we don't have this, you know what we get? We get that. We get the enemy. And I guarantee you, he's looking for that opportunity. Trust the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand this world half the time. I, I don't. I have no clue. But I tell you, I do enjoy this world and I love this world because I'm walking just like you are with Jesus. And, and that trust, when you don't know, it doesn't make sense. My prayers aren't answered in the time I wanted, in the way I wanted, but they're going to get answered. And he's such a good father. He just knows better. How can I be so childish to think that? I'm like, God, let's go, man. This, you need to answer this prayer this way by this date. And everything's going to be good and I'll be right here. But I genuinely, you know, that's kind of a, a little bit of an exaggeration. But if you really think about it, it's really not. It's how we work. And that's why we're all called children of God. Because it doesn't matter if you're 48 or if you're 8 or if you're 88. We have those moments where we set timelines and expectations on God because we don't trust him. That's why we need Jesus. And that's okay. You know, we hang our heads. We're like, wow, that's heavy. <laughs> I said to my friend the other day, I'm like, this is going to get real, real on Sunday. Not real, but real, real. And I'm like, it's, it's not, it's, it's a big deal. But the coolest thing is, I want to put this visual, it's not mine. My wife and I talk about this about three, four years ago. A man stood right here, Pastor Pete Unruh, 
amazing pastor, love that guy, and he gave this visual. He said, our life is one big journey of going from this to this. Do you remember that visual if you were here? Our life is one big journey from start to finish of going like this to this. I was this. And then sometimes I'm like this. And then sometimes I'm like this. That's okay. I'm pretty sure everybody in this church right now can relate to me. And that's why it's okay to say it. Hey, the second part is um, the Bible says the word wait. So what does that look like? And, and I, as I was researching this, I didn't know this ahead of time. But one of the coolest things about getting the opportunity to, to share is I, 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 I'm forced to dig in and I, I get to research. And I came up with something that I hope you guys remember for the rest of your life. It's really simple and, and I had no idea, but here it is. What does the Bible say about this word? Well, I want to tell you guys a true story. Uh, doing my master's, I was taking this class called hermeneutics. Hermeneutics, you got to understand what words mean in other languages. Can I tell you? I hated it. <laughs> I had to research and find words in different languages and this and this. And then God taught me a valuable lesson. <laughs> Man, he's like, hey, Jeff, do you know what this word means in the original language? It means, it means kava. And the coolest thing about that word is, in Hebrew, it means to bind to. I'm just going to stick this on here. It's getting messy. To bind to. <laughs> that word right there, kava, sums it all up. So I pulled away, right? I went the opposite direction. The reality is, is I needed to go towards him. And as I've been praying about this, there's a lot of different ways to bind to God. You can do it in, you can do it through worship. You can do it through scripture. You can do it through prayer. You can do it through community. But I, I tell you one of the things I've been hearing in my own heart, and maybe, I don't know, maybe God's saying, Jeff, this is just for you, but maybe it's for our church. I don't know. Maybe it's for one person out there. Here's the question I've been asked. How much time alone do you spend with God? And I heard that question for myself and, and maybe for you. And the word is like, it's, a, it's a, called a discipline. It's a, it's a good thing. It's called solitude. And I think as a church, I just wonder, I'm like, how much time alone do you spend with Jesus? Like, I think that's one of the most powerful ways to bind to God. As you're struggling with this, this big word here, trust, and I know, I know people are because you're no different than me. Like, how much time alone do you spend with God? And maybe it's just a posture of surrender. Maybe it's, it's going from this to this and just saying, hey, God, this is, this is where my heart's at. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm sensing. What do you got for me? And you might be amazed at what you hear or what you feel. And that, that muscle of trust might get really strong. You know, Phil, was, we were chatting about this, and he said, Jeff, are you ready? I'm like, you know, Phil, 
it's not that complicated, but it's a really great reminder. Um, and so I told him, I said, it might be a short message. And it looks like I'm done four minutes early. So for all the guys out there, you're welcome on, on NFL Sunday. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to call the worship team back up. And, and I'd like to just pray before they do. And at the end of the song, is it okay if we end with a benediction? And um, I'd like to do that today. So come on up, worship team. And if you'll join me, can we pray about this right now? Father God, I, I, just, I thank you for KGF, where we can get together and just be real and, and take our struggles to you. And we journey together as a family. And we try and make that journey where we take our hands off the wheel and we just open them in a posture of God. I surrender. I need you more than ever. Please speak to me. Teach me. Guide me. And most importantly, fill me with your spirit so that I'm filled with all that fruit. And God, I, I pray that as we come to this time of Christmas and we're in a season of Advent, as we wait on Jesus, as to celebrate the day you came to earth as a human, God, I ask you to fill our hearts so that we can be overflowing, so that we can just ooze your love. And God, for anyone here today who's in a season of struggling to wait, I just want to lift them up to you right now. May they turn back to you, God, and experience your embrace. Three steps forward. I pray this in your precious name. Amen.